0: Download the
1: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, world. I guess for afternoon or evening, I guess you can click on a podcast whenever you want. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trust the Tape, episode 46,371. Uh, the greatest podcast there is, the greatest podcast there was, and the greatest there ever will be. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh alongside my co-host, the great Dane Brugler of NFLDraftScout.com, Good morning,
0: Dane. Good morning. We uh, had a great weekend of college football action. We got another big one coming up. So, yeah, November is really when things get cooking. Yeah, we we have fun in September. We had fun in October, but November, that's when it really gets going. So, uh, the Heisman race heating up. Do we have a new number one? Oh, it's one? not
1: heating up. It is over. Do we have a new number it one? It is over. Yeah. Rest in peace. Thoughts and prayers. Peace and blessings to Saquon Barkley's Heisman campaign. Thoughts and prayers, peace and blessings. Uh, I forgot the third one there. Uh, to Bryce Love? To, uh, oh, no, no, no. I was just talking about Big Ten in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to the Big Ten and to Saquon. Congratulations, Baker Mayfield. Heisman winner.
0: Yeah, I mean, It's over. I mean, I think you and I could have thrown for 400 yards against Oklahoma State. But we uh, couldn't
1: have thrown for 598.
0: No, we couldn't have. And we wouldn't I, have I had the rushing touchdown.
1: We wouldn't have been able to stiff arm yeah. a linebacker. We
0: probably could have thrown those two picks, though that okay. he uh, just just saying we could probably could have done that
1: okay 60 points isn't enough for Dane. i got it okay <laughs> no i'm, I I'm w- hey
0: i'm with you I, I i don't think it's over by any means because you know, he
1: could lose a game or two and it'd, it, then well, it'd be hey, over for him
0: he's facing the best uh, defense in the big 12 this saturday uh tcu so you know if he goes out and has an average game and barkley has a big game it it it's funny how november kind of flips the script every week because it's just, everything changes it's so much is on the line each week, especially for uh, you know Oklahoma, a team that has playoff aspirations, obviously. But if they lose on Saturday night, it's over. Uh, you know they they might have a chance at the Big Twelve, but that's about it. And so it's uh, a lot's on the line this weekend. Uh, this, but I think you're right about the Big Ten. Not a good weekend. Uh, Ohio State goes down. Penn State goes down. And it's looking like Wisconsin might be their best chance at a playoff team.
1: Much like Star Wars. Uh, what is it? Something about Obi-Wan Kenobi? You're my only hope? That's you, Scotty. It's you. You got to do it.
0: Well, it, Let's start start right there. Uh, Ohio State at Iowa. Uh, it All the momentum that JT Barrett built up in the fourth quarter of that Penn State game. Uh, we talked about it last week. He was phenomenal. He put himself back in the Heisman race. But it all that momentum just went out the window with the first play of the game, that pick six. Uh, and then from there... Credit to Iowa, they outplayed, out schemed, out coached Ohio State in every facet of the game. Um, I J, a lot of the blame goes to JT Barrett, but to me the, the main storyline was Ohio State's defense, how bad they played. I mean, the linebacker play was atrocious. Jerome Baker, a linebacker I've been high on because he's a good athlete. Uh, you know, he was kind of next in line. You know, the Ryan Shazier, the Darren Lee, Jerome Baker was that next guy. Ohio State linebacker, phenomenal athlete, be a first round pick. He just has not developed mentally. Uh, he's a very reactionary player. The processor isn't there. So, Drum Baker and those linebackers, really a big reason Ohio State lost. And the defensive line. Uh, that that defense for the Buckeyes averaged nine tackles for loss a game. They had only three against Iowa, who just uh, beat them up over the middle of the field. Credit to uh, Akram Wadley, the running back. Stanley, the quarterback, the offensive line. Then Josh Jackson, a corner. He's been phenomenal this year. That was
1: probably the interception of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like uh,
0: Jordan Lewis last year. We had yeah. that interception against Wisconsin. Same kind of deal with Josh Jackson this year. I had that diving uh kind of backwards one-handed pick and Josh Jackson, he didn't he I think he had one start going into this year, so he barely on the radar, but he took over for Desmond King and uh the departed uh corners from that Iowa secondary and, The
1: great Desmond King.
0: He's played outstanding. He's been, uh, he's, he's in the, the driver's seat to win the Thorpe Award. And if he wants to come out, uh, enter the draft, I think there'd be a good chance. He's in that first round conversation. I I love these junior corners. A lot of good ones, including Denzel Ward for Ohio State, probably the only bright spot from that defense uh, performance on Saturday. But, Josh Jackson, uh, he's a guy to keep on your radar
1: for sure. Well, my favorite thing about college football is when I'm right. And, uh, you know, week one when Ohio State played Indiana, I said that team won't make the playoff. I don't believe in that <laughs> team. And then after they lost to Oklahoma, I said, yeah. Then the rest of the season played out, and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. JT Barrett's going to win the Heisman. I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> and then Iowa pulled me out of the fire. So yeah. Thank you, Iowa. That quarterback is not going to get it done. The,
0: there we it, go. The worst loss. And Urban Meyer's tenure at Ohio State, it was—it's the first time that Ohio State's had two losses in the regular season uh, while Urban Meyer's been the head coach. So, it, not a good performance at all. Uh, and like this is something I've heard from a lot of Ohio State fans that all oh, the season's over, you know, no playoffs out the window. Yeah,
1: it's over. Yeah, that's true. Unless you get a ton, a ton of help. Yeah,
0: it, it's not impossible, but not probable at all. But you still have a lot to play for. I—I I grew up in. Ohio State country, and in the 90s, if you had a chance to play for the Big Ten title, that was a big deal, and they had, they won maybe twice, maybe three times in the 90s, the Big Ten. They've won the Big Ten once in this decade, so you go out, you beat Michigan State, you go out, you beat Michigan, and then you face an undefeated Wisconsin in the title game, and then you win that game, you're going to tell me that's not a big deal? I mean, come on, Ohio State fans. I get it. It's a tough loss. Uh, you know, the playoffs out the picture, but there's still plenty to play for. Still a lot on the ride. Uh, a lot to achieve this season. So, I don't want to hear that this, this doom and gloom, it's national title or bust.
1: It's over. Rest in peace, guys. You're not going to win the title.
0: But wait, uh, real quick, w- Wisconsin, Do you, I said this last week, That there's no way a 13-0 Big Ten team conference champion is going to get left out. I kind of backtrack in a little
1: bit. I, I no, no, I I no. still I still feel that way. They but, won't have good wins on their resume, but I think it won't matter. They'll say Big Ten okay. undefeated in.
0: Okay, so let's say Alabama and Georgia went out, and Georgia barely beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. Right. Notre Dame wins out. Right. Including a win over undefeated Miami this weekend. Right. And then Oklahoma wins out, wins the Big Twelve championship. Who are you going to keep out? To put Wisconsin in, I mean, I know you'd probably keep Notre Dame out, no conference championship, but that schedule that but they going to play That's is Just because I'm a hater, I can't right?
1: Acknowledge that, yeah. Join a conference, but, it the, would be in my but their
0: schedule is the strength of that schedule is phenomenal. It doesn't even touch what Wisconsin has. And so, if that, if Wisconsin, if those four teams went out, uh, well, with the exception of you know the SEC championship game, it's hard to justify putting in an undefeated Wisconsin, especially because. Now, if Ohio State had won out and they were a one-loss Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game in Wisconsin beat a one-loss Ohio State, then that's a huge win that you can justify putting Wisconsin in. But now that Big Ten East champion, whether it's Michigan State, whether it's Ohio State, it's likely going to be a two-loss team. Uh, and there's a little... It's not as impressive of a win for Wisconsin. And so, I don't know. i, I It's going to be... It's going to be tough to justify putting Wisconsin, even though they're going to be undefeated, because their schedule is so bad. Um, and they're Wisconsin. Who has a bigger brand, Wisconsin or OU? Oh, Baker Mayfield? Are you kidding me? You're going to put the high, the likely, the Heisman favorite. You're going to keep him out. You can't. I
1: guess not. So that is, that is insane. But I guess it is possible. It, it, it is. I think it is possible. And. Now, if you're Wisconsin and that happens, you would obviously show up to one of the playoff game fields and walk out there and be like, I'm sorry, there's three teams here, but we're literally right. not leaving.
0: We, we only, can we're undefeated
1: play, Big Ten champ. We
0: played the teams on our schedule. Yeah. You know, we beat them all. So, look, it's tough because, okay, Wisconsin have Iowa this weekend. Now, what if Wisconsin goes out and just, you know, beats Iowa by 25 points? Uh, it, it's, and then they have Michigan, a Michigan team that can be up and down, but still a talented team. And then they beat Ohio State or Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship. It really will be fascinating to see how that whole dynamic plays out.
1: I think in that scenario, they might kick out an SEC team.
0: <sighs> I can't see it. The way Georgia and Alabama both played. You know what? Played...
1: It might be tough because Bama is Bama. Bama doesn't have a tough schedule. No, no, it's fair. If they take a loss, you could kick Bama out. <sighs> You
0: could. There's no way they're doing it. Can't. Why not? Just because they're taking the best four teams. If you put Wisconsin and Alabama on a neutral field, do you really think, would you pick Wisconsin oh, yeah. to win? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You
1: know. No. No, I'd pick them to lose by it,
0: 18 to 30. Because above all, the point of this playoff system is to get the best four teams. Not the four most deserving, the best four. And as good as Wisconsin, that resume will look with a 13-0 It's hard to justify them as one of the four best if Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and the two SEC teams um, with the SEC championship game if they win out. I don't know. That's that's tough. But
1: what else do we need to do here? We haven't really talked about Bedlam. We just talked about how Baker's awesome. But that that was an incredible game to watch. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, incredible. Yes, yes. I mean, unless you like defense. Yes, the Big Twelve is terrible at defense. Whatever. (laughs) I want that in my football. I want yeah. that. I'm sure, you know, there's people who are like, no, I want to see somebody Wh- play defense. For what? <laughs> why? I'm why, here for the points.
0: Why is it that the Big 12 can find all these offensive players and the scheme and all that, and Florida can find all these studs on defense, but they can't just, you know, Florida can't find an offense, can't find a quarterback, but the Big 12 finds these quarterbacks, finds these offenses. Why, why can't they just switch? Or it, I, it, I don't get it.
1: it. I don't know. It's the most confusing thing Ever that you could be so good and and so many of these coaches have reputations of being right. phenomenal coaches. It's like, wait, how does half of your team not know how to function? <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. It was awful defense in it, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Couldn't tackle. But it was but it was man, it was fun to watch. It was fun, I agree. I mean, he was thirty eight to thirty eight at <laughs> half. It was incredible. You got uh Justice Hill is running for what, two hundred and thirty yards. Yeah, and he's the scores. best player, he's the
0: best player on that team.
1: Uh, Oklahoma State, yeah, their runner,
0: yeah, just good. Still. He is good. He's good. He, uh, you
1: hate Mason Rudolph, but he makes some serious throws down the field. Well,
0: it's that's the Oklahoma State offense, though. It's you stretch out the defense, you find that single that one on one matchup down the field, and Mason Rudolph has a beautiful deep ball. Uh, you know, you just lead him a little bit, let the receiver run underneath it, and you know, let him uh, run to the house. So, but away from that, I mean, take away those three deep balls, you didn't see Mason Rudolph make those. Intermediary throws—you didn't see him make those, you know, seven to twelve yard throws. It just—it's a very limited offense and what they ask him to do, and that—that's why I dislike him as a prospect. But he did play well. Baker Mayfield played a little better.
1: Well, Baker Mayfield's a better player. Uh, He is. You've watched him for this purpose, and I won't for another month or so. Why isn't? Why wouldn't Baker Mayfield get picked in the first round? He's the best quarterback in the country right now. Yeah, but coming
0: from that offense, uh, I think there's plenty of doubt about his transition, Um, and there's going to be a lot of comparisons to Russell Wilson um, because of the height, because of just the way they're built. Um, I give, I think Russell Wilson is a much better player from the pocket coming out of Wisconsin. That doesn't mean Baker Mayfield's a bad player from the pocket, but. He also does a lot more outside of the pocket where he's off script. And that's where he shines. That's where he's best. That's where he's most comfortable. Um, and that doesn't always work at the pro level. Um, you know, We're also going to hear the comparisons of Johnny Manziel. Because again, when things... just he's a drinker. <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh. Uh, just excluding the off the field. Just talking about the on the field. When things go off script, when the play breaks down that's where they seem more comfortable outside the pocket where they can but Johnny was a uh, make runner wasn't he
1: like i don't have the numbers in front yeah, of me but it, Johnny was a runner Baker's not a runner he, he's, he's a, run for right. like 150 yards
0: right but i am just talking about it as a passer uh they were more comfortable outside the pocket than in and so with Baker Mayfield you know I, it's funny after that game got so many tweets oh he's a top 10 pick why why would the browns not take him number 1 overall i, I mean i think we need to pump the brakes a little bit i I graded Baker Mayfield as a second-round player over the summer. I still feel that way. Now at the Senior Bowl, could he sway me? Yeah, absolutely, he could. Um, playing under center, playing with NFL coaches, playing with a more traditional offense—that um, that could sway me. But where we are right now, I don't really care about the height. He's going to measure somewhere between six foot six one. I don't care much about that. Uh, I care much more about what he's asked to do in that Lincoln Riley offense compared to what he'll be asked to do in the NFL offense. Same way I'm dinging Mason Rudolph, you know, I am I have to be fair, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, there are some concerns there as well. So uh, eager to see Mayfield throughout the pre-draft process to see if he can sway me. Now, I'm not saying he won't go in the first round. Uh, you know, there could be 20 teams that view him as a day two pick. All it takes is one to say, you know well, what? He's
1: a quarterback, that push you up a board.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, we, this quarterback class is going to be in shambles by the time we get to the draft. We're going to beat these guys apart so much. Um, and it's anyone's guess who's going to be the first quarterback drafted at this point. Does Lamar Jackson go before Baker? See, I, I see them kind of on a similar tier. Like you're trying to figure them out. You've got two guys that are playmakers, they make things happen. I think Baker Mayfield's uh, the more accomplished passer at this point in their development, but you think Lamar Jackson, where he is and where he could be, uh, you get excited about that. Baker Mayfield's also a fifth year senior. You know, he's going he to be a 23 year old NFL rookie. Lamar Jackson's a true junior so is there a little more uh, potential there with Lamar Jackson as a passer probably and so i i think that you know Josh Rosen is the favorite to be the first quarterback drafted assuming Darnold goes back and then i think you have Baker Mayfield Lamar Jackson kind of on a similar tier uh, in terms of guys that you have questions about but guys you don't really want to question when they're on the field and the ball's in their hand
1: well if the and if those are the the second option at quarterback in the NFL draft. They're both going in the first round, probably right. Good chance. Two and
0: three. Good chance. I know
1: you got Wyoming kid, but I was
0: going to say, you've got all these wild cards, Josh Allen from Wyoming, who uh, all it takes is a good pre-draft process. And he's right back in the first round discussion, uh, you know, whether he should be or not. And then you have, I think we're going to have some wild cards um, with, uh, you know, the Mississippi state quarterback, uh, the Missouri quarterback, Drew Locke, a guy we haven't talked about much. Uh, there's we'll have to see with these underclassmen if one of them might throw his name in the ring and uh, you know we might crash the the whole top five quarterback discussion. So Ryan Finley from NC State, uh, a player who's very cerebral, very accurate, doesn't have that huge arm, but you watched did you watch the Clemson game? Did you see him? He was outstanding. Uh, it was the same time as Bedlam, so I think it got overshadowed a little bit. But NC State was beating Clemson most of that game. It was a one possession game, uh, much of that game. And I went back and I charted all of Ryan Finley's throws. Forty-seven passes, thirty-seven of them were were accurate passes, not completed, accurate passes. Um, so I'm really impressed with Finley. I think that uh, you know a lot of those. Well, I, I don't think I know a lot of those passes were uh, under twelve yards. But he was also very accurate on throws, twelve plus yards as well. So. Uh, Ryan Finley, uh, a Boise State transfer. He's going to turn 23 in December. Good chance as a redshirt junior. He enters this draft, and there will be a lot of teams that like him.
1: Okay, a couple other things from over last weekend just to recap. Um, It feels like not only we, but the whole world has already fast-forwarded to the SEC title game where Georgia and Alabama play. Auburn beats Texas A&M by 15 over the weekend. Auburn's not a pushover. Is there any chance that Auburn can knock one of those teams off? Yeah, chance,
0: absolutely. Um, but you just don't know what Auburn team is going to show up. It's kind of like Ohio State, where you want to believe in them, but they're going to have to show you before you really go all in. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, uh, when he's on, he, he looks good. I mean, they they don't pass it a lot, they rely on the run game. Carry on Johnson, ran all over AM. They've got a really good offensive line. Braden Smith at right guard, keep an eye on him. I think he has a, a chance to be a very high draft pick. Uh, one of the top guards drafted this year. He's outstanding. Um, but Jarrett Stidham, though, they'll, they'll throw it a little bit, and then all of a sudden they'll go up top and uh look to go deep. So they'll take some chances. What, can they stick with Georgia? I think they can. I'm eager to see what the line is on that one. Uh, but I still think Georgia is going to be too much. Uh, South Carolina gave Georgia a little bit of game this past weekend. Um, you know, but in the end, uh, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, just too much.
1: And the other thing I would want to just get your take on real quick was undefeated Miami finally played mm-hmm. a real team. Virginia Tech is a real team. You beat them 28-10. to 10. Is it time to take them seriously, or are we just waiting for them to take a loss or get to Clemson and take a whooping?
0: Well, it's time to take them more seriously. Um, you know, I think we're going to hear a lot this week because they got a big game against Notre Dame coming up. We're going to hear a lot this week. Okay, is Miami back? You know, Miami, what they were in the early 2000s, they were elite. So let's, weren't you know Miami's not back.
1: Oh, they're churning out first rounders every year.
0: Yeah, it was just it was it was not fair Miami versus the field. Um, but you know, I, are they back on track to being uh, a contender in the ACC? Absolutely. It's the way we talk about Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship. That's how we're talking about Miami and Clemson uh, in eventual uh, ACC championship. So, uh, but like I said, Miami's got a big game against Notre Dame Saturday night. Uh, it's Notre Dame is going to be favored. I I would lean towards Notre Dame, but you never know. I think it's going to be a match a matchup of an athletic defensive line for Miami against a powerful offensive line for Notre Dame. That I think the winner of that battle will end up uh, proving to be uh, you know the team that wins that game. So it should be a lot of fun.
1: All right, what else you got from recap? Um, Alabama, they had their
0: way with LSU for the most part. I give I give the Tigers credit. It wasn't a it wasn't a blowout. They they held their own for uh, you know much of the game. I, I don't think anyone really expected it to be close, but um, LSU played all right. Uh, Calvin Ridley was awesome. I, I think he's he's really I, it, over the summer. I thought you know Cortland Sutton might have been the top receiver. Calvin Ridley to me, Calvin Ridley separated himself as a top receiver in this draft. Uh, he's outstanding. Uh, Ronnie Harrison had a great game at safety, showed off his first-round skill set. And the good news for LSU is Arden Key, he looks like he's back. He looks like he's in much better shape than he was earlier in the season. He looks healthy. Uh, he was frequently in that Alabama backfield causing havoc. Uh, so I, it's good, good sign for Arden Key because when he's on, when he's at his best, he looks like a top-ten pick, and he looks like he's well on his way to getting there. Um, you know, It's November, so it's about time, but hopefully he can finish strong down the stretch.
1: We good? We good on recaps?
0: Yeah, let's look towards the playoff predictions. You know, it's going to be released tonight. Uh, do you see any changes in the top four?
1: No, I think it'll be Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson. I agree. And then they go all the way down, but I just did eight. OU, Miami, Wisconsin, TCU. I think TCU will be behind the two undefeated.
0: Okay. Uh, maybe. I, I think... It's possible, but I don't think they need to because with Oklahoma TC, like, th- like there's going to be some discussion about should Oklahoma be ahead of Clemson at four or right. should, you know, TCU, should they drop behind Miami? I don't think it really matters because we have Oklahoma TCU this weekend. So right. they could keep them at five, six. It won't really matter because the loser of that game will obviously, you know, fall out of the top eight, top nine, top 10. And the winner might jump Clemson for now. Exactly. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. How? Well, I, oh, I think if Oklahoma wins, there's a good chance they could jump Clemson. If they if TCU wins, I don't know. I still think Clemson will get the edge because I think they have more more quality wins at this point than TCU does. Um, but regardless, I don't think they need to do too much of a shakeup this week. Because what happened? And then what happens if Miami beats Notre Dame? That'll be a real shakeup. Is how how high do you put Miami?
1: Oh, because it'd be Two decent wins: Virginia Tech and Notre Dame.
0: But they'd be undefeated, and so can you put them above a Clemson? Can you put them above an Oklahoma? I don't. I don't know. You that's, can. It, that'll be interesting. That'll be that'll be a big shakeup. That and that's a big if because again, I think Notre Dame is the better team. I think they'll win, but the, the way Miami's been playing, it's certainly not capable, or so they are certainly capable of pulling that upset. So it'll be interesting.
1: All right, I have Twitter questions. unless, unless you have. A better idea.
0: Well, real quick, Heisman, what's... Uh, Baker. Do you, you think he's far and away the, the clear favorite right now? you think it's close?
1: Uh, I don't think it's close. I think it hurts Saquon Barkley that he hadn't had big games.
0: Yeah, it has, no question.
1: And that they've lost two straight games. I think Saquon Barkley-Heisman campaign is in deep, deep trouble, and I struggle to name who is in second place in the Heisman race. That could change over any given weekend if one of the the guys that's in the conversation has a great game and they have a big win. But right now, I think you look at, I'm really familiar with quarterback ratings in the NFL, but not in college football, but Baker's 200 looks really high. (laughs) 28 touchdowns, five picks, throwing the ball all over the place and leading his team towards the college football playoff. I, I think it's Baker in the field.
0: So you think he's the best player in college football? That's what the Heisman is.
1: Yes. Well, it's tough cuz I don't. I think Saquon Barkley is the best that's, player in college football. That's, that's it right but there. But if you don't have if you don't have the numbers to back it up, I just don't think that's how you win the okay. Heisman. Okay, well
0: hey, you know what? I just talked to someone and you have a Heisman ballot. So, you're filling out your Heisman ballot for the best player in college football who's number 1.
1: I'd put Baker on there.
0: Because he is the more deserving or because he's the best player?
1: Guys, this is the way we do sports. When your team is winning, you get to win awards. When your team is not winning, you fall out of the awards. Yeah, and I mean, you're
0: not wrong. And I mean, I think Lamar Jackson kind of, he was the exception last year because Louisville played terrible down the stretch, but he had the numbers. And there was no, I think it was more of a product of no one, no second, true second place. You know, Deshaun Watson struggled down the stretch. You know, if the Heisman was handed out, after the playoffs, Deshaun Watson probably wins, you know, with what he did against Alabama. But that's not how it works. Vince Young would have won over Reggie Bush. That's not how it works. It's a regular season award, and yeah, I would still go Saquon Barkley one barely because I think he's the best player in college football. But Baker Mayfield, clear number two, and he's if he goes, and has a big game against TCU. He could you know get that edge for me over Barkley. But again, the, so for
1: you, there's there is nothing that Barkley could do that would lose the award because he's the best player. Not necessarily. I think it's
0: it's more Baker Mayfield could I mean, if he does this again against TCU, he might be able to sway me. And it's not that I think anything less of Barkley, uh, because, again, I think that that offense isn't doing him in any favors. Defenses are lining up to stop Barkley and there's only so much he can do. Um, but. You look at Baker and the, the conference that he plays in. I mean, you, could, you can scheme all you want to stop Baker Mayfield. It doesn't matter because the Big 12 doesn't have the personnel on defense to do it. Um, so if he does, but again, TCU, Gary Patterson coach team, they're the best defense in that conference. Uh, if Baker Mayfield goes out and looks, he doesn't have to put up 600 yards passing, but if he looks efficient and impressive against the Horn Frogs, I, I think that you know he could overtake Berkeley in my eyes. But I still think that... Quentin Nelson belongs in the mix. He's in my top five. The guard from Notre Dame, again, best player in college football. He deserves to be in that conversation. Um, Bryce Love, he had one fifty yard run against uh, who'd Stanford play? They... Washington State. Uh, he had that one fifty yard run, but after that it was, he had a quiet game, so Bryce Love's falling a little bit, and he's dealing with an ankle, but uh, they've got Washington coming up on this, the upcoming Friday night, and that'll be a a good defense, so if Bryce Love can put up a big game against the Huskies, tough defense, then don't uh, know. Uh,
1: what did Josh Adams do over the weekend?
0: I know Notre Dame won. Uh, not much. He was under the weather. So he had, think like, five carries, um, and so that that kind of hurts him because Notre Dame had no problem running all over Wake Forest, um, and so I kind of goes back to my argument that the offensive line, Josh Adams is a good player, but again, that offensive line is really what makes that offense go. Twitter? Twitter.
1: Kyle McKelvey on Twitter has two questions, Dane. Uh-huh. The first one is, what would you name your boat if you had one? That's easy. Trust the tape. That's what you name the boat? Probably. I like that. That's good branding. Although I don't think we own the name. I think, like, uh, the company owns the name. So they might sue us and get the boat. What company? Uh, wh- whichever one owns. I don't know yet. That's weird. Like, right now, I think CBS would take our boat. uh, uh but that's subject to change in a few weeks. Yeah. And then Entercom would take our boat.
0: Hashtag trust the tape. Yeah. That's different, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I would go with Floaty McFloaterson. Okay. See, so Floaty a... McBoatface has been done. <laughs> and I like the word float. I think it's a good word. So that's go that's, that's a,
0: a long name I mean, for a boat, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But it'd be a big boat. You okay, know, if I, if that's you fair. To, like, that's it, fair. It, the question is if you had a boat. Now, since I don't, I can pretend I get whatever boat. Sure. So I would get one that's big enough to fit that. I like that. Yeah, in big font. Kyle also says what body part you wouldn't mind losing.
0: <laughs> is there a right or, answer to that?
1: I, uh, he says the appendix doesn't count. Like, I don't think anything internally would count. Okay. Uh, So my answer is I don't think I have a body part that I would be okay with losing. I
0: don't, yeah, I don't think anybody would be okay with a body part. It,
1: I mean, it's going to come down to fingers versus toes. So it has to. Yeah. If you had to lose one, would it be a finger or a toe?
0: <sighs> I mean, I just to. don't
1: know what a lost toe does to your balance.
0: Right? Could it someone could, come up and just tip you over?
1: Right? Could I lose a ring toe and be okay? Right? Or could I lose a middle toe? It wouldn't be the middle toe because you'd get most of your balance from your big one. So it would be your your not your pinky toe, but the one next to it would right, be the toe right, you'd right. give up.
0: I, you'd have to, I guess.
1: Second toe from the left. Right on your left foot, anyway. Cause we, we, well, and I would go right foot because I'm because I still try to play some semblance of sports, and I'm right-handed, which means I'm a left-footed leaper. Mm. So I would want all my toes there. So it would be my second toe uh, on the right side, the one next to the pinky toe. That's what I would give up.
0: I mean, is there any other right answer besides a finger or a toe? I mean, there can't be, right? Ah, uh, you're not going to do. I guess if you're not an ear, you're not going to do.
1: You're gonna do a nose.
0: No, give up an eye. I mean, nothing between your your belt and your knees.
1: I mean, it depends. No, it doesn't. Depends who you are.
0: No, depends who you are and what
1: your priorities are, Dane. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Bailey on Twitter says tater tots versus curly fries. Just in general. Now, I'm not a tot guy, and I love the curly fries. It depends uh, what curly fries, Arby's curly fries. That's the best curly fry. Give, yeah, I believe all, all they set day. the standard. All day. Jack in the Box has a strong curly fry, but yeah, I they believe do. Arby's sets the standard Arby's
0: there. does. Yeah. Uh, but tater tots, uh, don't, under, under, don't, don't, don't undersell tater tots. Kind to gross. Tats. You haven't had good tater tots then.
1: Well, I don't like, what are they made of? Is that potato, potato? in there? Yeah, I don't like potato.
0: Like curly fries? Well,
1: that's different. It it's is. It's not much potato. It's more batter. Okay. More, more fried. Than potato.
0: Well, do you do do you do toppings? I mean, cheese a little cheese on the. Oh, I love the, cheese on tater tots or yeah. curly fries. Well, cheese goes or, on everything. Yeah, yeah, so
1: like cheese or but just your ketchup.
0: That's the one thing about curly fries that I think wins is you can eat curly fries by themselves with tater tots or even some most French fries. I need some ketchup or something like that. But curly fries you can eat by themselves.
1: Uh, Connor on Twitter said, "Name the top three TV theme songs of all time." I think oh. these will be heavily influenced by how old you are, but I believe my top three is pretty easy. Um, number one is Say by the Bell. Yeah, that's when easy. I wake up in the morning yeah. and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. Number two would be Full House. Everywhere you look, everywhere. It's classic. Uh, and number three would be Game of Thrones.
0: I don't know that one. You just, Shut up. Because I've still never seen that. Shut up one day i'll watch it
1: no you are you serious
0: i've never seen a game of thrones episode. what's wrong
1: with you like who hurt i don't
0: have i don't have hbo who hurt you i do not have the station the it's not like i'm saying oh game of thrones is on i'm turning the channel
1: who hurt you one day i'll send you a login okay it's not mine uh but i'll send you one
0: okay You'll that sounds watch good game of thrones i'm not today. avoiding it. i'd like to watch it someday um no those are very I, I, the first two i agree with i mean you could throw family matters in there maybe i think
1: that might be the one i was actually singing yeah i think Cause, <laughs> cause that's maybe think of it. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy. Even the TV. Even TV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So whoops. But no, but... Uh, oh, Fresh Prince.
0: Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Uh, Martin. Gosh, there's so many good ones. And it, that is a big part of it.
1: Man. What do you mean that's a big part of it?
0: Well, like your memories. Oh, like yeah, when you, yeah. When you think back of like Saved by the Bell, that, that's the kind of the first thing you think about. Or Fresh Prince, that's... Absolutely. The first thing you think about, yeah. um, it helps the legacy of those TV programs live forever.
1: Oh, of course it does. Uh, what's up with Barkley these last two weeks, Dane, that's Jonathan on Twitter.
0: Well, you could say last three, four weeks, Uh defenses are lining up to stop them. The Michigan state game that was in rain and lightning. That was a debacle, but, um, you know, it's, you look at what Ohio state did to him. uh, with that How well does line, Penn State
1: block?
0: Not very well. It's a it's more scheme than blocking. Um, you know, watch Barkley against uh, what was it, against Michigan when he took the direct handoff and you know took it the distance. A lot of it is scheme because the offensive line isn't very good. And I mean, watch Barkley these last few weeks. Watch these runs and tell me if he's missing holes. Tell me if there's running room and he's just not taking it. This it, is not the case. Uh, he, there's just no room for him to do much, um, and you know he's he's doing what he can. But quarterback is reliant on wide receivers, is reliant on your offensive line. Same thing with running backs. They're so heavily reliant on the blocking in front of them, or it really doesn't matter. So.
1: All right, somebody yelled at me on Twitter. They said they want less college football and more prospect talk. So can you, off okay. the top of your head, mm-hmm. give the top two at each position? Because he was like, I want to know who sh- I should be watching for my football team to draft in the first round. Do you have, like, a top two at each position that you can just rattle through?
0: Sure. Let's do, okay, start with quarterback. I mean, for me, it's it's Darnold and Rosen. Um, we'll see if, if Darnold comes out or not. But uh, those are the top two for me. Uh, running back. It's Saquon Barkley. And then that second one, you know, Darius Geis, uh, I, the LSU running back, he didn't do much against Alabama, but man, he runs so hard. He is a hungry runner. It's fun to watch him play. Um, it's either Darius Geis or Damian Harris from Alabama. I like both those two running backs quite a bit. Wide receiver, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver in my mind. Number two is... It goes probably between Christian Kirk and James Washington, uh, the top senior James Washington, and then Christian Kirk, who is outstanding, but is he a slot only guy? Can he win on the outside? He's just, he is not having a good year, but that's mostly because AM is a freshman quarterback and he's holding them back. Uh, Tight end, uh, I do my top three for tight end because uh, I want to include all three of these names Mark Andrews, OU tight end. Uh, the junior, if he comes out, and then you have two seniors that really shown out to me, Mike Geseki from Penn State. Now I know he looks like more of a a wide receiver because he doesn't have that prototypical build, but in high point situations, jump balls. Uh, and did you know he's a volleyball player? And I, I, say, I, I say that kidding because I think you you can't watch a Penn State game without hearing that Mike Geseki was a volleyball player. Um, And then Dallas Goddard uh, Goddard from South Dakota State, top FCS player this year. South
1: Dakota State? He's a good
0: player. Uh, I tweeted some clips of him um, yesterday, I believe, but uh, he's a good player. At offensive tackle, Connor Williams from Texas, if he comes back healthy and looks like the sophomore version of Connor Williams, he's a top guy. And then I'd probably say Orlando Brown uh, from Oklahoma, the big guy, 6'8", 340 he can move um he's between him and mike McGlinchey for that next spot offensive guard quentin nelson easily the top guy and then second a guy i mentioned earlier braden smith from auburn
1: i talked to uh zach martin last night about Quentin nelson because uh i was doing the cowboy hour with brad sham the voice of the cowboys and we had zach martin and travis frederick on and i was just i just asked him i was like i was like do you like keep up with the players, mm-hmm. like the scouting, I was like, Quentin Nelson, pretty awesome. He was like, unbelievable. Just unbelievable.
0: He is. And it's athleticism, it's power, it's awareness, it's intelligence, he's the full package. Uh, it's why he's going to be a top 10, maybe a top five pick. Uh, center is Billy Price from Iowa State and Mason Cole from Michigan. Tops two centers. Defensive end, pass rushers. Brad, Bradley Chubb, probably the top guy. Um, and then that second one... I'd lean Arden Key right now. The way he played against Alabama, I think he's on his way being back. Uh, so I give him the edge over Harold Landry at this point. Defensive line, uh, there's a lot of studs in this year's class. Maurice Hurst from Michigan, uh, probably one and then two. I'd probably go Deron Payne, the Alabama nose guard, but there's plenty of guys you can mention. Christian Wilkins from Clemson, Harrison Phillips from Stanford, Taven Bryan from Florida. All those guys are, are worthy of that spot. Uh, linebacker, Rashawn Evans from Alabama, probably my top guy. Um, Hopefully he stays healthy. I think four of Alabama's top five linebackers are now out for the year. Sean Sean Deion Hamilton, I busted his kneecap against LSU. He's done for the year. And then for the second spot, I'm going Roquan Smith from Georgia. He's a fun player to watch. He's all over the field. Uh, At corner, Minka Fitzpatrick's number one. Uh, If you consider him a corner, some think he's a safety, which he plays a lot of free safety, so I get it. But kind of the Jalen Ramsey discussion. I'm going to move in the corner outside. Uh, and then two and three Carlton Davis from Auburn, Denzel Ward from Ohio State, and Josh Jackson right behind him as well. So all, all four of those guys are first round quality players. And then that safety finishing up, uh, I'd go Derwin James from Florida State and Ronnie Harrison from Alabama, the top two senior or top two safeties in this class. What about punters? Uh, J.K. Scott from Alabama.
1: You know the answer?
0: Well, the punters. J.K. Scott played a big part in that game against LSU on over the weekend. Who's the Six best kicker? Kicks, probably the Auburn kid. Yeah. Uh, Carlson. The Australian? No, just, he's. I don't know where he's from, but with Auburn. Uh, I don't know that either. Figure but that out. But Daniel me. Carlson from Auburn.
1: Figure that out for next so week. Two,
0: two SEC guys for the special teams.
1: Awesome. All right, I think we good? You got anything? We're good. Uh, did we preview?
0: Oh, no, we didn't preview. We didn't even
1: preview.
0: All right, real, real quick, we have we have Maxion coming up this week, uh, the weekdays. Uh, like I said, Stanford, Washington Friday night. That, you know, could potentially be a big one if Washington falls asleep. And I, I think the Pac-12 is already out, but you never know. If Washington wins big, maybe they could get back into this thing. I doubt we, it.
1: We got Georgia-Auburn coming. I'm going in chronological order. Oh, sorry, I'm no, just looking at a picture that has all the games on it.
0: At noon, Michigan State Ohio State. Um, it's kind of both these teams control their own destiny. Uh, kind of with the Big Ten East. They nah, uh, you're both dead. Well, just in terms of the Big Ten race, um, and then at 3:30, Georgia at Auburn. Uh, this is the biggest test for the Bulldogs since probably Notre Dame. Uh, I mentioned Carryon Johnson uh, and Braden Smith. I mean, that's Are really the offense. You talking East
1: Coast times? Yeah. Why?
0: Uh, just because I think that's...
1: I'm tired of that bias. It's I want to talk in Central. It's That's fine. 2.30, I, George Auburn.
0: All right, 2.30, that's fine. I'm too tired to make that argument, <laughs> and I don't, really don't care. Okay. Uh, and then at night, we have the Catholics versus convicts. What time? Miami and Florida. Uh, it's in the evening. <laughs> um, it starts to get dark out. Seven. Um, Central. Okay. And then... Uh, it, here, a trivia question for you. Who in the FBS has the longest active winning streak?
1: F- FBS. FBS. That's the big guys. That's one of the undefeateds. Miami?
0: Very good. Yeah! 13 straight. Yeah! Uh, they they have the longest win streak uh, in America right now. Who did so. they
1: beat in their bowl game?
0: <sighs> I don't even remember.
1: Trivia champion. Me. That, that was, was know a long time answer. ago. Yeah, Not you have answer.
0: to know to win. <laughs> oh. Um, so that'll that'll be a big game, obviously, and then also Saturday night TCU at Oklahoma. Uh, I looked; the Sooners are a touchdown favorite, uh, but that'll be uh, that'll be a big one. I Sooners they got the edge at quarterback, so I think I they don't win. think
1: they'll score sixty. I don't either. That's my guess, but I don't know if TCU can keep up.
0: Can TCU score over over under for TCU? What um, do they need? Thirty. I was gonna say over under twenty four points.
1: Over. Oh, OU sucks at defense. They do. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. But okay. they'll score a bunch. Ah, eh, we'll see. We'll find out. All right, that's it for Trust the Tape. Uh go leave a five star review however you listen to this thing, and then leave uh your favorite TV theme song and what you would name your boat. Uh, because we need that. The five star reviews, that's that's how people know that we're good. So do that. Don't leave anything other than five stars. If you do, I will find you. <laughs> I will find you, and I will play the most annoying TV theme song I can think of outside your house. All right, we'll talk to you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTmobile.com.